Welcome to TMI, a podcast by Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Here we are in the studio, and I have Jen with me again. Hi, Dave. This is fun doing the podcast with you. We've done a lot together. We have. We're getting pretty good at it, I think. I guess the other people just aren't as into getting healthy. (laughs) Right, exactly. That must be it. Maybe not. (laughs) But you just are really interested in the topics. Yep, I like to learn. Cool. And today we have a really great topic to talk about. It is general health and performance and well-being and everything kind of wrapped up into one. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because we have Chris Johnson in the studio with us to talk a little bit about it. He's kind of really um, into talking with people and organizations, getting them on track, actually on target. On target. With on target living and... You do a lot of stuff, so welcome to the studio. My pleasure. Um, and you are going to be um, in Jackson again soon for the Heart Expo that we have here at the hospital yep. um, in February. February 23rd. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So Chris, tell us a little bit about you, about your journey, about what you do, all that stuff. Well, it's kind of exciting to talk to you guys because I'm kind of a, a local guy. I'm based out of Lansing, grew up there my entire life. Um, and really growing up, like many baby boomers, I'm 61 years old now, and I didn't really have, I mean, I love to play sports, but I really was not a healthy guy per se. I would like to be healthy, but we just ate beefaroni and SpaghettiOs and drank <laughs> Kool-Aid and Pepsi and really just really know anything about that. But I had bad skin for about 15 years of my life, and the doctors kept telling my parents I just had sensitive skin. I took oral meds and topical creams and nothing seemed to work. Mm-hmm. And about my second year in college at uh, Western Michigan, I had a professor and he was talking about processed foods and profitability. I was an economics major. And um, one night he was talking about milk. And so Mm. I was a poor college student, like many poor college students, and I'm trying to get bigger muscles and working out and stuff. And I'm drinking a couple gallons of milk a week. And I quit drinking milk in 1978 and about six months Six six weeks, six months down the road, my skin slowly started getting better, and then that was kind of my genesis into getting into the wow. health field. So after I graduated from Western Michigan, I worked for a couple of years, and one of the first jobs out of college, I worked for butternut bread, and then I went <laughs> yeah. to work for Frito-Lay delivering Doritos. Oh, boy. And nice. then um, after about a year into that, I thought, you know, what am I doing? I got to... So I went back to grad school at Michigan State, and and then from there, that was that's kind of the beginning of my journey. Cool. That's awesome. Very cool. And um, you do this thing called on-target living. What is it? What do you do? Like, what, what are all the things? That yeah. So continue, with that? kind of continue my career. So once I got out of grad school, I went to work for a, a, a hospital in Grand Rapids, Butterworth Metropolitan. And I was in the wellness, and I started speaking. And then um, I came to work in back into Mason for a family practice physician. And I did that for two years, and I worked with a lot of high-risk folks, mm-hmm. inf- including like COPD and diabetes, and the list goes on. And I started learning that, you know, I can't believe these people are so heavily medicated and so un- unhealthy, and I've never seen this before. And then I went to the work to, at the Michigan Athletic Club, and I was the fitness director there, and that's kind of really where it all began. And I started speaking to the membership, and then organizations started seeing me, and they were like, can you do this for my organization? And that led to one thing. And so... I had this this way of eating. I would teach the trainers, and the trainers would teach their clients. We had a very large membership, 10,000 members. We had 30 trainers. And a big part of it, we weren't taught nutrition. So I, 
I started learning like, okay, it's not about just calories, it's about food quality. Mm-hmm. And I started playing around with this thing called the Target, and I really, like, how do you make it simple for people to eat high-quality foods? And so that's yeah. the beginning of the the food Target was the the green areas, the healthy foods in the center, and then the red areas, the unhealthy foods in the outside. And that kind of led to uh, the branding of our company called On Target Living, based on our food Target. Yeah. And so that was in 2006, and then eventually we've just grown and. Now we have nine of us, including my son and my daughter. I have thirty-one year old or thirty-two year old twins, and um, they're both speakers. My daughter's a registered dietitian, and now we just opened our headquarters actually this week in uh, East Lansing, Michigan. So we travel around the country speaking cool. to organizations trying to help increase their health and performance, and that's yeah. really the bottom line. Great. I, and you have some amazing like YouTube videos, just so many of them. I. I looked it up and I was like, wow, this is awesome. So well, I, I thought you'd get a kick out of that, but we just hired a creative director that uh, is going to help us. We always say help us look better than we are because yeah. we feel <laughs> like we're better than we, we look, but cool. our goal is to grow that. So a big part of that is our some of our marketing and um, videos uh-huh. and things that, to help us grow. Yeah, and when I was talking with my friends about doing the podcast, um, I found out one person I know has worked with you in the past, Ethan, up in Lansing. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, yeah Ethan's done many of our videos. Yeah, it's really cool. Yep. So <laughs> it's a small world. And it is. It's cool to know that we have somebody that's an expert just right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as I've been reading your book on Target Living here, um, it's kind of refreshing to see someone who's an expert in health and writes books and has websites and blogs and podcasts and all that stuff that has like a smart way of approaching health healthy living you're not crazy or anything and it's just simple common sense stuff put in a very understandable way which i think is great in this whole target thing like that's what i think is kind of the coolest thing is like it's stuff we kind of know or kind of think but then the way that you explain it in this book it just clicks well uh, the first thing when we started doing personal training way back in the day it wasn't just about information because there's mm-hmm. a lot of information out there, but how do you yeah. get people to make behavior change? Mm-hmm. And that's the most challenging piece. And so I realized over time, if you can help be, people build a habit one step at a time, it's not overwhelming. And then from there, they're like, okay, I, I can do that. And that was the m- message I always wanted to c- people to come out and say, yeah, I can do that. In fact, not only do, can I do it, I want to do it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem we find sometimes in our space is that it's too demanding. It's too mm-hmm. s- strict. It's it's a lifestyle that you can't sustain. And so, ninety seven percent of all diets don't work, is because it's it's not sustainable. Not yeah. sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a seventy billion dollar industry with a ninety seven percent failure rate. There's yeah. a problem here. So, I started looking at more and more of really what works and really how to where do you get people to start. And if you can get them to start with baby steps and build a habit, that mm-hmm. will lead into another. And then we're really into um, extrinsic motivation is powerful, but intrinsic motivation is the magic. And so you're doing stuff because you want to, not because mm-hmm. you have to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what most diets are going to be on the outside, not on the inside. So, yeah, that's really why a big part of our business is we want to make it very sustainable and inspiring. And, and I think more and more people, the longer I've been in this business, people want to feel better. Yeah. And as right. they feel better, they perform better. And if you can meet them there, then that's the magic and that's the transformation we've seen with many, many people, you know, for the last, I've been doing this for almost 35 years. Mm -hmm. 
And even beyond the, I mean, I know you started out with the food target, but you've moved past that. And I think it, you really clarified it with the performance pillars that you came up with. And, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about those and, um, we don't want to give away too much stuff because we want people to come out to our expo, but, uh, let's get into some of the performance pillars. If you're into talking about that, we have, they're, they're kind of cool. There's rest, eat and move. And they're all like different aspects of how you can uh, create things. Yeah, so our latest book is called Title Capacity. And we always ask organization, what's the greatest resource of any organization? And they all say the same thing. It's it's our people. Mm -hmm. And then if you throw the next question at them, what's the greatest resource or the greatest asset of your people? Sometimes you don't hear the same. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's their health. Mm -hmm. And so we started thinking about what, what do really organizations want? They want to have their people to have greater focus. They like to have greater energy because everybody's always thinking about the, you know, the, the most powerful commodity we can have is energy. And then how do you create drive or motivation? And the performance pillars underneath that is how we rest, how we eat, and how we move. And if you can get people to understand that, teach them how to get a better night's sleep or how to quiet your mind or... Do you have enough white space where you have enough, you know, space and, and the performance goes way up and they start feeling better and the medications start disappearing. And, and then from there we go into how we eat mm -hmm. and then how do we move? And so almost everybody, any organization we work with, if we can help them understand and how to tackle that, then we can get into the real details, you know, gout or acid reflux or digestive health, or I can't sleep or whatever it might be. That kind of all falls into these pillars. Very cool. So when it comes to rest, what is your concept on like white space? What is white space? So white space, if you looked at 1940, this is really interesting. We have a slide on this, and I'll be sharing this with uh, with the group in, in in February. But in 19 in in 1940, we had about eight hours of uh, sleeping, eight hours of work, three hours survival time. We had five hours of white space, and that was personal time. At time, you had space. Mm -hmm. And then in 2008, our white space shrunk to three hours. And then today, we're, our white space has shrunk to, to one hour. And that's a problem. So more and more people we talk to, they just don't have any more room in their bucket. Yeah. They're just, they're maxed out. They get out of work. They go home. They're just, there's no space in their world. And so anxiety and stress and all the stuff that's hitting us every day is because we don't have enough space. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what we, as people have more space in their lives, and again, everybody gets busy. You know, I was working full-time. My wife was working full-time. I'm going to graduate full-time. I got twins at home. I get it. Everybody's in different stages of their life. But if you just look back in time, our, we're, we're not going to slow down. We're, mm -hmm. we're speeding up. Yeah. So you got to back up and say, okay, how do I expand my capacity? And prioritize. And yeah. prioritize. And just give yourself a little bit of time. I mean, more and more organizations we work with, they go from meeting to meeting to meeting to mm -hmm. meeting. There's no, no space right. in right. their day. Yeah. so Let we, alone travel time. Yeah, yeah. and right. so we, we teach them how to create more white space in their world because mm -hmm. we only have a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get people yeah. to take micro breaks during the day, every organization right. we work with, you're going to perform better if you take a couple micro breaks. And it doesn't take a lot of time. But then if you bring people back and give them that space, they actually perform much better. Right. So yeah. now the goal is to perform better, not just put in time, but perform better. And so, again, that's where the white space comes in. Yeah, and I've heard you talk about things where you can use times that you don't even think about. Like when you're traveling, you can just 
instead of talking with everybody, you mm-hmm. just kind of be quiet and focus on yourself. So I'll have a day, and I've learned this from Dr. Phil Nuremberg. He's on one of our podcasts with my son, and he's kind of the stress expert in the world. And my uh, I've worked with him for over 12 years. And one of the things he says to me one day, he says, you know what, when you're traveling, because I travel all over the world, mm-hmm. he said, when you have a day of travel, don't talk for an entire day. Now, you'll say yes or no or whatever, but you're not actually, it's amazing when I just quiet my mind and I'm listening. Sure. And what you see, because the magic is around us every day. Sometimes we just get so busy, we don't even know. You know, you look outside and you're like, I, I didn't even know I had a tree in my front yard. You know, it's just, <laughs> right. you, know you get into that kind of stuff. So those are little itty-bitty things. Or during the day, are you paying attention to how you breathe? You know, just as simple as doing diaphragmatic breathing, it changes your nervous system. So as fast as, you know, if the sympathetic nervous system is on all the time, that's, you know, that's us speeding up. But we need to have that balance between the parasympathetic nervous system and how you stimulate that is just as simple as how to change how you breathe. Right. So those are easy things that people don't really understand. But once they understand them, they then they can plug them into their day, and they're like, I actually feel pretty good. Right. You know, I feel like I'm, my mind is a little more quiet and relaxed. And and then, you again, we go back to the focus. I have greater focus. I mean, the greatest the greatest tool we can learn is how to focus our attention. Yep. But we're not taught that. Right. right? So if you can get people to do some of these things and teach them how to have greater focus— then away they go. And again, we all get busy, but stress is killing our country right now. Sure. Right. So the second pillar that you talk about is just about eating. And I see that you have a lot of information about the importance of superfoods. So can you tell us a little bit about how that would affect, I mean, so we already know about rest and, you know, taking the time out for ourselves there. How do we fuel our body with the right things? Well, we have a we have a eating pyramid and one of the first pyramids on there is obviously water and hydration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as simple as it sounds, more and more people would just not drinking enough water. Sure. So we get into that. But then from there, it's it's not really a lot of times, it's not what people are eating, it's what they're not eating. Okay. So mm. I would I would guesstimate about 95% of the American population is deficient in omega-3 fats. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So if we don't really understand where they come from, and it's simple and it's not expensive. I mean, chia seeds, flax seeds, you can get these any place. And they're pennies a day. I think people just tend to be a little bit nervous about them. Like I've looked at like the chia seeds and how, you know, I've got some friends on Facebook that, you know, they put that in their shake or their oatmeal or mm-hmm. all of that. And it it just looks intimidating to me like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like that. But oh, so I mean, it. I know. And it's like, I feel like I've kind of missed out because I'm not giving it a so chance. So again, back to thinking about food. What mm-hmm. if you thought about it a little bit differently? And then I always tell you know, when I'm speaking or listeners or whatever, is imagine you're a third grader. Mm-hmm. You're very curious. Right. So most third graders are not afraid of flax seeds or chia seeds. They don't even know what they are. Right. So, but we, as we get adults, it's like, oh, that's going to taste bad. Yeah. So it's, it's, that could be a fantastic afternoon snack where you take a tablespoon or two tablespoons of uh, ground flax seeds or just chia seeds mm-hmm. and just add a little pomegranate juice, one or two ounces. So now I've got omega-3 fats. I have five high fiber. And the beautiful thing about like chia seeds are high in magnesium, mm-hmm. which is the mineral relaxation. So oh. it helps mm-hmm. with headaches. It helps with blood pressure. So these are magical things you could bring in. One of the big things what we 
promote is cod liver oil. Cod I liver oil is that, one of yeah. the highest sources of omega-3 fats. We get ours from Dutch Harbor, Alaska. It's super high in D3. And it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's just organic lemon flavor. So your kids are taking it, the family's taking it, and now I, it's easy to do. And how do you, do you put that, how do you do the cod liver oil? Do you just take a tablespoon of it? Yeah, or right what off do the you, spoon. So really? the event that we're going to be doing um, at the Hard Expo, Hard S- Expo, I'll be bringing some of these superfoods because the audience is really afraid of them. Yeah, they're afraid that just like you mentioned, yep. the taste. And I'll bring in the benefits. I mean, the benefits of a, a cod liver oil is going to be brain health, heart health, mm-hmm. inflammation, and hormones. Wow! And who doesn't want that? Right. So instead of taking a pill, you just take it right off the spoon, and then everybody tries it. Like, gosh, this is so easy, yeah. and it actually tastes doesn't really taste like anything. And then you get them. You got them. Sure. Because now they've experienced it, plus they understand the benefits of it. Right. And that's what we've learned over the years. So almost every one of the events I travel around the world with is we're going to do some form of Mm omega-3, such as flax, chia, or cod liver oil. And then we're also doing some form of chlorophyll. Okay. And chlorophyll is anything green. Okay. That was like the algae. Yep. So that's okay. the spirulina chlorella yes. or the wheatgrass. But most of the time we do spirulina chlorella because it's very inexpensive mm-hmm. and it's easy. Okay. And it boosts your immune system, natural detoxifier, and it's pennies a day. It's like 25 cents a day. Hmm. I didn't even know. I've been taking it for the last two years because I take a vegetarian multivitamin supplement that has that in there. And I was like, wait a second. This because I, I saw it on the schedule, and I was like, oh, that's going to be weird to taste. And I was like, oh, I already tasted it. It's not weird at all. <laughs> no, and again, it's one of the oldest foods on the planet. Right. And it's just a, a freshwater algae that's high in nucleic acid, which is a builder detoxifier. Right, a fundamental of the food it's chain. It's fundamental of the food chain. So if you can get fundamental of the food chain omega-3s, mm-hmm. and, and then you get some form of high-level chlorophyll, then we just start paying attention to the high quality. So mm-hmm. when the third pillar or the third foundation is, how, what can we upgrade? Mm-hmm. So take exactly what you're eating for breakfast. Don't take anything away. Just make it a little bit better. And so that's mm-hmm. where we come in and say, okay, this is what I'm doing. How do I make it a little bit better? And that's the upgrades. You're not getting rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're just making it better. And so that's how we build. And then the last thing I'll just mention about nutrition is we really try to promote how do you keep the gut healthy. Mm-hmm. And you do that by allowing the body to have about 12 hours of not eating. Okay. So it's okay. an overnight fast. Yep. Yeah. You're talking about intermittent fasting. You're talking about cleansing. Let's make it even simpler. Just do an overnight fast. I've eaten at 7 p.m. I don't eat again until 7 a.m. It's, it's easy. Sure. And you don't have to do it every day, but your goal is to say, okay, at least 12 hours, 13 hours, whatever. If I can do that on a rel- relatively consistent basis, amazing. I was going to say, what benefits are people going to experience Well, from the that? first thing they're going to have is they're going to have a really good digestion going on. So now allows the body to cleanse itself. Think of the gut as a bathtub. Mm-hmm. It needs time to clean itself. Mm. So if you can, and then you bring in, you know, real foods. I mean, I tell people, if you can eat an apple, Three times a week, it's amazing how it keeps your digestive healthy. And they're like, an apple? I'm like, yeah, an apple. You have acid reflux. You will not have acid reflux if you put a lemon in your water or you need an apple. So these are the easy things people walk away going, okay, I can do that. Nice. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the one that, the pillar that um, I'm going to start working on and is always difficult for me is the move one. And just like how to find time and like, 
what are the aspects of that moving thing? What elements do you include? So the the big thing that I like to talk about movement is the benefits of movement. Now we can spend the rest of the podcast <laughs> talking about movement benefits, but the real number one benefit for movement is it creates powerful positive emotion. Mm-hmm. It's what it does for our brain, not just our body. Sure. So it increases energy, but it, it, it lights up the neurotransmitters that make us happy. And so mo- emotion creates positive emotion. So the number one thing when you think about depression is how do you get people to start moving their body? Mm-hmm. Because that's the magic here. The big thing I find that's really restrictive many times for people with movement is they think they need to do a lot. Think of movement as compound interest. You just need to do a little bit every day. Sure. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm a big fan of five to ten minutes of moving your body every day. Yeah. And that could be what, like walking? Could be walking. Or the I'm a big fan of mini trampoline. Take oh, nice. the stairs. Cool. I think Costco has the best mini trampoline out there. <laughs> it's so simple. It works your lymphatic system, and you don't need to be on that. We have it right in our living room. So I'll just get on that. I'm watching some TV. Just get on that thing, go up and down. Okay. It has a handle on it. So, again, people are worried about falling. You don't have to worry about that. But you, the key for movement is really finding activities you like mm-hmm. and then just start moving. Yeah. In, uh, in our department here, Andrew is one of our coworkers who is occasionally on the podcast. We've implemented this thing where we go on a daily health walk and we just walk around downtown. We make a little loop or explore the city a little bit for 10, 15 minutes. And that really... During the middle of the day, it clears your mind. It gets the blood flowing. It really starts your day. And, over. and that, and then again, now you're, you're. That's where you begin. Now you're bringing mm-hmm. people along with you. Mm-hmm. You're creating some social. We're, as human beings, we're social. We want to move the body. I mean, mm-hmm. every little kid that you walk, everybody wants to move. Yeah. So as an adults, we just got to get back to that, and and don't do it because you like. I don't feel like it today. I always say it to myself because we all have that self talk. If I want to feel like more energy, I know I have to power through that first two or three minutes because I don't feel like I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But I know like when I'm traveling, I get to a hotel room, it's so easy for me to just lay on the bed and just take a little nap. I can do that, but I know if I really want to perform better, I'm just going to go and move my body. And then I'm so happy that I've, I've done that. So again, back to the movement, make it simple, find activities you like, don't need to spend a lot of time, and then just basically, you know, start planning and moving towards that. But I, I find more and more people do activities they don't really like. Mm-hmm. They just power through it, and that's not really... I mean, there's you don't have to love what you're doing, but you want to move your body. And the human body will really perform when you start moving. And one last thing I'll mention about movement, we teach everybody how to stretch at their desk. Oh, nice. And so if you can get people to just do two or three easy stretches, we have these on our website. They're quick videos, 30 seconds of stretching, right at your desk or wherever you are. You know, and I'm traveling in the airports, people see me at Detroit and they're like, what's this guy doing? I'm like, I'm stretching because I'm gonna be on a plane for four hours. Right. So anyway, those are those are things that we recommend from a movement standpoint. Yeah, and I like how, um, if you're on the website, you can also check out your ideal components for an ideal fitness program. And as you build that up, that's a great way to think about it. The elements that you should include and there's a little bit of cardio, there's a little bit of warm mm-hmm. up, warm down. All stretching, all the stuff. Yeah, we have a dynamic warm-up, you know, video that's two minutes long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to add more alignment exercise, that's foundational. That's five minutes. And then we show strength movements and yeah. cardio and lots of different things. So, uh, again, lots of resources out there. But the key is you want to p- 
you want to plug it into your world. Exactly. And I find more and more people just are not moving because they, they have bad information or they think it's going to be too hard or, mm-hmm. you know, something limiting them. Yeah. yeah, I think for me personally, it just always seems like I get on a really good kick where I'll work out for two to three weeks, maybe, you know, four or five times a week. And then like we go out to dinner with friends and it's like the next day, oh, I don't want to work out. And then now I haven't worked out in like a month and a half. And it's, I just, I need something to help keep that motivation going. And it's like, I know what you're saying. All of these things are just so important to just move. And you just kind of, it, it's just pretty simple to just do it. Yeah, like <laughs> we have the 21 day challenge right now. And the, I was telling my wife the other day, I'm like, okay, honey, um, beginning of the year, you've had two days, you haven't moved your body. Yep. And in the 21 day challenge, you only have to move your body for five minutes. Really? That's the only, okay. that's the challenge. Huh. And Is it's it a, like a weight loss challenge no, or it's just to move? Yeah, it's a 21 day challenge of resting, eating, and moving. So okay. it has those three components. So you have to do some form of resting Yep. and some form of you try to eat in the three, the two green circles of the target. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to, when I say have to, you, you, the goal is to move your body for five minutes. Okay. And that's what I saw it where I'm like, five minutes. I'm not <laughs> telling you to go outside in the cold for right. a half hour, five minutes. Yep. Yeah, but that's on. exactly what happens when people get off track. They lose their momentum. Yeah. Yep. And if you can bring that into a habit that you're not saying, hey, today I don't have the time. I got this and this and this going on, but I do have five minutes and I might go for that walk mm-hmm. and I might do some stretches at my desk or I might come home and do that mini trampoline for two to three minutes. That all adds up. So it's that's nuts. compound interest. That's great. And then if you can get crazy and go to the gym and do what you've been doing, right? That's that's a bonus too. Awesome. But I find as we age, again, you know, part of what you guys do for a living is you're looking at people's future mm-hmm. and how they're going to feel as they age, and that's where the movement comes in. Yep. Very cool. Well, man, this is such a clarifying talk. I know. I like, wish it was February so we could hear the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chris, you're going to be joining us in February for the Heart Expo, and it's going to be great to have everybody be able to come in and talk, hear you talk, and say hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm very excited. Yeah, when you guys reached out, I thought this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, that's really it cool. It's such a great event that we put on, too, and there's just so many like free health screens and just all sorts of information. We have our dietitians that are there with you know heart-healthy um, recipes. We serve a lunch that's heart-healthy, so everything around it is just to help better our community, and it's just a really exciting event to be a part yeah, of, and we're so happy to have you. Thank you guys for putting that together. That's and, like fantastic. And we give away a lot of lots fun of free, free stuff, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> i'll be bringing free stuff too oh, oh good cool. yeah and then i the definitely i have to try it i <laughs> i will be first in line maybe that will scare the <laughs> listeners out there but hopefully not no it's easy very cool all right well thanks for joining us um if you want to listen to more of these podcasts we are on itunes you can find us also at henryford.com slash podcast and listen to older episodes there you can subscribe um We've got some more shows coming up in February here. Mo- another heart-related another show. Heart one, yep. It's going to be good. So mm-hmm. uh, get ready for that. <laughs> and uh, Chris, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you.